Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. But right now, I do want to go out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Our next guest is, he's a, he's a hard guy to pin down sometimes because he is a very, very busy person. He, of course, is a broadcaster on for college basketball on Fox and the host of Big East Shootaround. But he dabbles in a number of other things in the sports world as well. John Fanta, our good friend and Cleveland native, joining us right now. John, I appreciate you giving me some time, my man. I feel honored to have you on today. Spencer, it's always great to be with you. A happy Sunday to you. And yes, it's, it's nice to be joining you just as Andres Jimenez hits a two-run shot against the Astros. Yeah. That's always nice as well. Couldn't have asked for better timing. Well, we'll get to the Guardians here in a second. I do want to sort of circle back to something very off the beaten path here in relation to the Cleveland team is because we were talking a little bit last hour about the live golf PGA merger. And I, I just, I want your thoughts because you're always a very measured person and you see in the college basketball and just college sports landscape, how the NIL has kind of changed things and how money is the root of all these sports leagues at, at the heart of it all. Um, so just what did you make of what went down between Liv and the PGA and what does it mean for the future, I think, of just sports as a whole in terms of how they're financed? Well, I think that the first takeaway that I have was, was why is PGA, at least this is my interpretation, why is PGA providing a lifeline to Liv? Yeah. Because, because Liv Golf has not been successful I mean, it's been successful for the players' pockets, but who's watching? Who's been watching that? I don't watch it. You don't watch it. I, I think most golf fans don't, aren't even that interested in it. They're, the, sports is about tradition. We, we stay with the same brands, narratives, you name it. We love the big-name stars, and there were some big-name stars that went to live golf, but let's face it, you didn't really know where to find the action they got a television partner in the CW. Let's let's just be honest. Uh, the CW is known for Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Gilmore Gilmore uh, Gilmore Girls. I mean, it's not known for golf. It's not known for for live golf. Uh, but here's my thing. Uh, what this came down to was the Saudis have money, and the PGA looked at the stars that that they didn't have as a result of this divide. And to be able to benefit significantly in the bank, and it looks like that the reporting initially about about live having the control of of the messaging and sponsorships that that seems to have been cleaned up. Uh, it's a business transaction. It's a business transaction. It was poorly handled by Jay Monahan. I, I still don't know. Like that guy, 
to me is is he's a joke. I mean that that yeah. that that might not be a measured remark, but that that was a whole joke. Do do I feel for like when people are like, oh, Rory McIlroy, you know, uh, you got to feel for him, or he he sacrificed money and 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 made the right ethical choice. He's gonna get paid. The players will be fine. They'll end up getting their money. But yeah, I I, I shook my head at it because of the timing. You, less than a year ago, you said you firmly stood against something that you just joined. Don't, don't speak to begin with. If you didn't know for sure that you'd never join them. Talk with John Fanta, John Fanta, excuse me here on the hotline. Uh, well, speaking of money, we've, it's been an ongoing conversation surrounding Nick Chubb and just his future with the Browns simply because let's face it. Uh, you, 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 you go get Deshaun Watson. You're going to build the team around him next year. Could be a real possibility that you're asking yourself, like, where can we find some cost savings? And you pair that with this week, you get the Vikings moving on from Dalvin Cook, running back who's around the same age, similar numbers, similar touches. What do, what do you think the future holds for Nick Chubb? Because I know, listen, it's a, it's a hard thing because fans love Nick Chubb. But on some level, you see teams winning in the NFL without an elite-level running back, and it makes you wonder if – they're, the the Browns are going to fall in the footsteps of other teams when you sort of when push comes to shove, where they're going to prioritize building around their quarterback rather than their running back. Yeah, I think that the the future for Nick Chubb is that as much as my heart and our heart says Cleveland Browns lifer lifer of a running back, um, a guy that 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 you look at and spends his whole career. Here's the thing: the the durability factor is real. And if you commit the amount of money that you could be committing there, Spencer, uh, there's a risk that the Vikings were unwilling to take. Now, look at Chubb's yardage. Look at, look at his production. I mean, the, the guy still had 12 touchdowns last year, and he ran for more yards than he ever had in his career at 1,525. So I know that there's, there's a person out there who says – I want Nick Chubb to, to be on my football team. And I'm not going to fault you for saying that. I think the world of Nick Chubb, I love Nick Chubb. I wonder about a front office. I wonder about Andrew Barry uh, saying, well, the model history, the numbers suggest that we should not commit um, what maybe somebody else would commit to Nick and we've got to find a way to, to make things work for the best interest of our football team. And so that might mean that we have to, to part our ways. If we've learned something about this front office, and, and look, the, the fact is this, this is the season, this upcoming year is the season, the defining one for this regime. But if we've learned anything about them, it's that they are a numbers-based group yeah. and that they are an analytics-based group. Well, by that logic, don't be surprised if, if this ends up being it for Nick Chubb. And is that a tough pill to swallow? Yes. But here's the thing, and, and I know that this might be hard for people to understand, and I get it, and I, I'm sure that there's people out there who disagree with me. That's fine. Nick Chubb has been an elite running back, perhaps the best in the league. Where the hell has it gotten you? Yeah. It's not blaming Nick. I'm not blaming Nick. Nick Chubb is the consummate pro. He is the consummate pro. But the Cleveland Browns 
and any winning NFL team, if you're a playoff team, you're defined by what happens in your passing game. If the trends of the league and the trends of this front office and selling out for, for Deshaun Watson, which is what you've done, are all the indicators, the, the trend is, yeah, that this is going to be it for Nick Chubb because if you're going to win a Lombardi trophy, which if, if we're not talking about that, what are we talking about? then you've got to do everything you can to, to make sure you do it. Well, guess what? Your passing game is not hissing bad. It better be better this year. Uh, but the fact is you've had absolutely outstanding running back play, and it really hasn't amounted to enough wins. Yeah, it's well said. And, and that's kind of been my point to the fans is just, listen, I understand why he's a fan favorite. I, I love Nick Chubb too. He's, he's probably my favorite player on the team, and, and he's, he's appointment television for me. But it's more so just kind of trying to get people to understand, like, you got to look past just the sentimental part of it. Like, there's a real possibility he may not be here next year. I'm just trying to get people to accept that. I'm not trying to run him out of town like we get accused of. That's kind of where I'm at with it. But you bring up the quarterback stuff, and that's the biggest thing here. Like, you invested in Deshaun. We know it's a quarterback-driven league, and he's got to be better. He's got to play better if he's going to live up to the contract and all the the, the first-round picks that were given up for him. And if you're building the offense around him, that's par for the course, I think, in the NFL. Speaking of Deshaun, how confident are you in his ability to get back to the player that he used to be? And I guess how would you define like this whole pursuit of him, signing of him, giving him the massive contract? What, what makes that a success for you when we're looking back four years from now and we get uh, we, whatever, whatever the future holds for Deshaun? Like, what's going to make you feel like it was worth it? that the Browns went to the postseason three years in a row and won some games, won some playoff games. I'm not going to sit here and say you got to win the Super Bowl. Like I'm, I mean, I know I, I just said, if you're not talking about the Lombardi Trophy, then what are you talking about? Look, yeah. I want to win the Lombardi Trophy as badly as anybody does. We all want to win it. But we also need to recognize how great the AFC is. The, the AFC, we are in a golden era of the American Football Conference, a golden era. If you're making the playoffs out of the AFC, you have had a successful season. At that point, flip a coin. Because if you're making the playoffs, the competition you're going to go up against, we all know. I mean, you, you know what you got to go through with Mahomes. You know what you got to go through with Josh Allen. You know now that Aaron Rodgers and the Jets are going to be a factor. Don't tell me they won't be. You know that the Dolphins are stacked. You know, by the, I haven't even brought up any team in our division. So here's the thing. They've got to make the playoffs – they, and, and I don't want to hear, please don't tell me uh, 10 and 7 this year and just missing is, is good <laughs> enough. For you. I mean, we have to remove the sentimental. You, you, you just used that word and you used it well. And I know that this is hard. I, I get it. I get that this time of year we're all getting juice for football. I am too. And my expectations are, are high because, Spencer, I'm tired of losing. Yeah. I'm tired of being average. You're not alone. I'm tired of trying to take the moral victories away. I, I, I had trouble watching the back half of last season. Not because of, of, not because of Deshaun struggling, but because I was so disgusted about the things that, that led to it. The loss to the Jets, giving up 10 consecutive running plays to the Falcons for an Atlanta touchdown drive in a game that Atlanta won that they had no business winning the game against the chargers all of these late game scenarios that the browns didn't execute in 
And part of that was the coach. Large part of that was the coach. That's why he's got to win this year. Part of that was a defense that was just dreadful. But the biggest thing is a great quarterback can wash out all those other things. Because remember week one when the Cleveland Browns found a way to beat the Panthers and for all of the warts that day, Jacoby Brissett found a way to lead them down the field to give them a shot to win. With Deshaun Watson, that should become the expectation. Not a, oh, maybe. Not a, oh, I don't know. No longer. If, if next season you were uneasy when the Browns offense comes on the field with two and a half minutes to go in the game and they're down three or six, I'm telling you, you had every reason to be uneasy beforehand. In the National Football League, it's a league now where the team that gets the ball last in a close game wins the game. Mm. It's an offensive-driven league. Enough with the interceptions or the the mistake or the holding penalty or the air. It's time to take the football down the field. If your quarterback is what you're paying him to do, then he's going to lead you down there and win. Can he do that? I believe he can. I like the spring he's having. I am not going to overanalyze practice throws, okay? I I understand people's jobs to do that, but it's time. It's time for all this to get put together, or else they're going to clean house, and they're not going to wait till the end of the season to do it. Mm. Powerful stuff from John Fanta here on The Fan. A few more minutes with him as well on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. I want to pivot to the NBA real quick because – we keep getting breadcrumbs from Donovan Mitchell about how much he loves New York. There's all the murmurs that that's where he's always wanted to play and that people think he's going to end up there anyway. My larger question in all this, though, it, it kind of goes along with the same lines of, I guess, the theme of this conversation, which is the sentimental value of fans trying to attach themselves to these players and, and not want to see him leave. But I've kind of been saying the same thing we talked about with Nick Chubb for Donovan Mitchell. Like, don't be surprised if he's not here long-term and he's getting flipped for picks or players or something in a year from now. Um, but my big question on an NBA sense is, can the league truly just survive long-term off of the stars changing teams thing? Like, Or do you think at some point there needs to be some team identity? Because at this point, I think it works because you know you, you people attach themselves to these star players and they just kind of watch where they go. But I just kind of wonder sometimes if the, the the you're losing, I think, that team essence sometimes because your team's only good in spurts or maybe a guy doesn't choose your team. Like, can that actually work for the NBA long-term that guys just change hands this frequently? Well, it's funny because if you look at it right now, we're going on a third consecutive champion yeah. where the winning team has had a player or a couple of players be committed to that organization. Very fair. That's an awesome point. So isn't it interesting that as all the movement happens and flavors of the month occur and all that, that Giannis, I remember talking with people in Milwaukee in 2018, 19, 20, and, and the rumors were, were swirling from the outside world of, oh, Giannis could move on or he's got the option to move on. And, and wouldn't it be cool if he moved on? I found it cool that he stayed committed to Milwaukee. I found that cool. But not only that, Spencer, it's been in his best interest to stay in Milwaukee. 
It's been in his best interest. I know that they – look who they lost to in the playoffs, okay? They lost to Miami. Stinks for them. Brutal. But guess what? We should have known then that Miami was legit. I don't know why it took everybody months to figure that out. I understand they're an eight. But when you only when, – when the Milwaukee Bucks only beat you, what, one time? That tells you all you need to know. Milwaukee's got the best like, – like, we could talk about best player, best this, best – Giannis is still – as unique of a prospect, as unique of a player as we have in the game. Last year, Golden State, Dynasty, we get it. They've, they've, they've shown it time and again, okay? This year, I mean, Michael Malone has been highly criticized as a coach in, in the past. In fact, he entered this postseason with four playoff series wins in his entire coaching career. Wow. He now is about to have four playoff series wins in, in this postseason alone. But Nikola Jokic, Jokic has, has hitched his wagon with Malone. They, that's the one guy that makes Jokic smile. Uh, Jokic is the one guy that makes Malone happy. They're a happy combo. Uh, Jamal Murray tears his ACL. It, it was rumored that Denver could move on from him. They didn't. Commitment is good in sports. Commitment can produce championships. Let's face it. I, I like Donovan Mitchell a lot. In fact, I love Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell has not been a great postseason player. All right, he still has to prove that. And as much as Donovan Mitchell enjoys New York, all right, if he thought playing in Utah and Cleveland was difficult, try playing in New York. Because if you, oh, yeah. if you, if you fail in the playoffs there, you're not going to last very long there. John, uh, like always, these conversations always move so quickly, and we run out of time very fast. So I apologize that we didn't get to the Guardians. I was going to ask you another NBA question. Uh, I, I'll squeeze in this 30 seconds. How, mu- how much fun did you have at the Belmont yesterday? Had a great time. Wow. If you haven't been to a, one of the legs of the Triple Crown, I would suggest that you get there. I had never been to any Triple Crown series race, and what a scene. Over 50,000 fans people that came from all over the country just to get to Long Island to the Belmont Stakes. I mean, a, a race that dates back to the 1860s. And uh, honestly, horse racing has gotten criticized a ton here the last couple of weeks with, with the deaths of horses. Yeah. Very yeah. sad. But yesterday we had a, a, you know, a woman be the first female trainer to win any triple crown series race. And mm. you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of triple crown series races. So that was really cool last night. And uh, it was it was magical, magical to be there. I had a great time. And before I leave you, I will predict this: for as bad as the Guardians' offense was, the fact they're 28th in OPS and as close as they are to first place in this pretty poor division, I'm telling you right now, they'll win this division. They mm. will win. The- John Fanta dropping a bomb on his way out the door. He covers college hoops for Fox, of course. Host of Biggie's Shoot Around, but does much, much more in this thing that we call the sports world at John underscore Fanta, of course, on Twitter. If you're not already following him, he's a superstar. He's the best. I have so many more things to ask you, John. So we're going to have to do this again soon, man. But I can't thank you enough for the time, as always. Thank you, Spencer. I appreciate you. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. 
Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.